0: Hit a button, Morty. Give me a beat. Oh, this is a podcast. You're what's good, folks. I appreciate you for tuning in to another episode of This a Podcast. This is the show where I, Mech Show, sit down with some of the most talented, hardworking, forward thinking individuals that I know across all kinds of different industries. Um, I know people in music, arts, sciences, business. Um, I like to sit down with these people and just uh, get a really good understanding of how they got so good at what they do, how they maintain um, their skills, not even just maintain, but also improve upon their skills in their career and in their personal lives. Um, A little bit more about me. I am a content creator And I also run a family business uh, full time. Uh, Those are the two things that I do literally seven days a week, um, 24 hours a day. So within that, I like to talk about a lot of business building, um, personal development, growth, things like that. Uh, So that's usually the scope or the frame of the conversation. But, you know these things tend to go anywhere uh as a content creator i produce this podcast i also produce a few other podcasts that you can find on itsnation.com and not just podcasts web shows we got something for everybody man if you're into sports we got sporty life tv web series hosted by my homie surgeon theo kona who are uh football coaches at John F. Kennedy High School. We also have a podcast called The Final Third hosted by my boy Phil Nana who is also a head coach but at uh, Montgomery College. he coaches the uh, He's the head coach of the women's soccer team there. We also got the Bounce Back podcast hosted by my girl Maylee Smidig. She is a yoga instructor and her podcast is all about Using yoga as a tool for um, resiliency and bouncing back. So she's talking to yoga instructors. She's talking to yogis. She's even talking to just everyday people who are committed to the yoga lifestyle. So that's dope. We got live from the back seat, hosted by my girl, Simone Mitchum, um, another talented individual on the team. So yeah, man, we got a whole bunch of things going on on itsnation.com. So definitely check that out. And also, if you yes, you listening are interested in starting a podcast or I've had ideas for a podcast, but don't know where to start. Uh, reach out to me, man. I'm always down to help people get their thing off the ground. Um, this podcast at Gmail dot com. You can hit me there and we can, you know, what I'm saying definitely get the wheels in motion for all that. But um, yeah, definitely after this podcast you know what I'm saying? Listen to this first and then go ahead and step on over to isnation.com and see what else we got going on over there. On this episode, I got my guy, Brandon Driver, on tap. He's on Instagram at bdrive 8 and he is the head co- head football coach at uh, John F. Kennedy High School. Uh, met him when I first started doing the docuseries for them last season. And he's a great guy, man. He's really... He's really dedicated to what he's doing over there. He, I I was hearing, you know what I'm saying, that he had a pretty prominent football career of his own. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely wanted to sit down and have a conversation about that, about uh, what he was into as a youngin and just kind of like his upbringing and his early life. And I think we got into some real good stuff as far as like, His story, it shows a lot of perseverance, a lot of, um, you know what I'm saying, being headstrong. I think these stories of how he kind of learned these things along his his journey are um, insightful and important. So I really enjoyed this episode. So uh, let's get into it. Got my dog, Brandon Driver, on tap today. Appreciate you, B-Drive.
1: It's all good, man. Just trying to be good in any hood. Yeah, (laughs) that's a fact.
0: That's a fact. Um, Real quick, man, before we get started uh, on the conversation and everything, let people know a quick rundown of who you are, what you do, everything like that.
1: Um, Brandon Driver. I'm the head varsity coach at John F. Kennedy High School. Um, Also, I also work in the building, and I'm currently um, getting my master's in school counseling. Oh, nice. So that's a little bit about me, and yeah
0: Yeah. um i didn't know about the masters in school counseling um how did that come about when did you start doing that
1: um long story i it it was all about just trying to find my identity you know what i mean and one of my good friends he's currently a school counselor at richard montgomery high school so he kind of um put me on a path to kind of um learn my my next calling Mm -hmm. and i think with studying and and really putting my time into school counseling and getting to learn the the field, I think this is um, something that I'm gonna enjoy. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: that's uh, that's very interesting. Um, With school counseling, I feel like, because I think it's very, first of all, I think being a football coach is very much down the same line of work, you know Uh what I mean? From the standpoint of having to really connect with kids you know what i'm saying yeah. i think when i look at what you what you guys are doing that's uh the thing that resonates with me the most you know what i'm saying yeah. having to connect with people and then get them to like uh, allow have them allow you to lead them Right. you know what i mean right. like getting finding that connection i feel like right. is the biggest the biggest step in that um a lot of psychology is involved yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. but uh, how do you look at that you know what i'm saying that aspect of having to connect with people in order to, you know what I'm saying, then lead them?
1: I mean, building chemistry and allowing kids to really know that you're there for them, um, being accessible for them and me understanding um, just wellness, just being well, mental wellness and having an environment that's conducive for everybody. You know what I mean? So um, I just make sure me and my staff at Kennedy, we just make sure the environment that these kids is, Around is, is is fun. It's It allows them to be who they are always. And I, I think that's a big part of just being well um, as an individual. Yeah. Just making sure you surround yourself with good energy and make sure the mentors and the people you look up to um, have a good path set out for you and just have your best interests. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious
0: in knowing who – who's that for you? You know what I'm saying? As you're, because you're kind of new into this position, you know what I'm saying? As you're trying to improve yourself as a leader, as a coach and everything like that, who do you kind of like have in your life or just like from afar that you can just watch and pay attention to that you can learn from and guide you?
1: Um, It's funny you ask um, because I was just thinking about this. Um, My cousin, Juan Dixon, Mm -hmm. who's currently um, the head coach over at Codman State University, um, I moved in with him my, in high school, so he's always been that figure that I almost look up to because I mean he had the blueprint. Mm-hmm. He made it to the NBA. He yeah. went to college. Um, he was literally one of my favorite players when he was I'm at Maryland, you, bro. And hey, then you. when he
0: came to the Wizards, I was like, hell yeah! Yep, <laughs> you know yep. what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah.
1: so he kind of, um, he kind of paved the way for me as well, and, and and seeing what he did, how he worked hard, um. So he's really that guy who I can turn to, who I can, when I have a question, the guy I can call. Um, The guy who calls me often to check in, like, Brandon, how's everything going? Make sure you do this, 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 and this. Um, And he still does that to this day. Mm So I'm just, I'm I'm blessed to have somebody like that um, as my cousin, as my family member, as somebody that, I look up to. Yeah. So um, Juan Dixon is is that guy Yeah, for me. and he's a winner, man. Oh like, yeah, he's a definitely. Winner,
0: he's New a yeah. Um so I, yeah, I got a lot of uh, love and respect and admiration for Juan Dixon just from what I've known from from him as a player, you yep. know what I mean? Yeah. Um but also I want to know what's been the biggest thing that you've learned about yourself in this process?
1: Um patience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Patience, it, it, it'll take you a long way because what I really, what I underestimated was the process of growth. You know what I mean? The lumps you're going to take, the barriers you got to break down, the walls you got to climb over. Um, when you're trying to rebuild something or when you're trying to build something, build something yeah. Um, it, it's a process. And you have, to, you have to roll with the punches because it's going to be a lot of bumps and bruises, but you just got to really stay the course and, and, and never give up. So, patience is what I what I really rely on now mm-hmm. and really say to myself every day, like, man, just be patient yeah. because change gonna come. And as you can see last year, um, even at the end of the season, even though we didn't win, change came last yeah. year. Um, and it took weeks, <laughs> week months, after week, after week, after days. Week. Like, I'm <laughs> like, man, when is this gonna start changing? So I, I witnessed change last year and it, yeah. it's continu it's continuously changing um still, but I really just key on, on the word um patience. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, I feel that. Um I kinda wanna bounce around we're gonna bounce around like it's as far as good. like chronologically yep. in good. this conversation, but I wanna go back a little bit to um your childhood, I guess. Yep. Uh um you said uh you you have uh, juan dixon to look up to from young right but uh i also want to know when you were younger like a kid like middle school
1: mm-hmm.
0: who were some of the people that you were being influenced by as far as like what you wanted to do yeah. or what you saw yourself being when you grew up
1: um well my mom really was there for me I, she raised me um alone i lost my dad at two years old so she really taught me everything I know today. Mm-hmm. And she's she's one of the strongest individuals um, I can name, I can think of. So my mom really helped me stay the course. Um, Cause you know, I grew up in Baltimore city. Um, I had a, a lot of friends who went down the wrong path, but my inner circle, we pretty much um, stayed the course. We pretty much had goals um, and we executed. Um, but a lot of my my close friends they they play basketball so, and I played basketball up until high school so mm-hmm. I had to try to find my niche because everybody went my 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 best friend Ricky uh, Kevin Jermaine um, they went to go play ball basketball so I had to find my own avenue yeah. in which I chose football because I think that football would um would lead me um. To the best possible situation yeah, you know yeah. what i mean i went out to california from baltimore and by myself and um yeah man i i just think the people that i was around we really held each other accountable yeah that's and, awesome
0: yeah yeah i think that's super important uh what was it like for you growing up in baltimore was it uh like what was your experience growing up
1: um i mean i I really don't have nothing to compare Baltimore with. I mean, that's That's home That's home to me, you know what I mean? Um, Of course you got um, your flaws of Baltimore, but every time I go back, it's home. Mm -hmm. So I really, I couldn't tell you like, whether I I had a pretty good childhood, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? My mom, like I told you, she kept me in line. She held me accountable. My group of friends that I was with, we wasn't in trouble. We stayed in the gym. We went to school every day. and I mean we had fun like normal kids we right. went to the playground I mean it wasn't nothing nothing crazy Yeah nothing crazy Yeah
0: yeah um when did at like what age did you feel like you could make something happen for yourself football wise
1: Um since I was little Yeah. Um, mac if you if you really if I tell you like how my career went, I was always successful. I yeah. always knew how to win, even when I was little, as far as on the court and on the field. So that's why um, it was such a hard process after high school to pick which I, which which road I was going to take, whether I was going to go to school for basketball, or football. Yeah, and you said we,
0: most of your homies went for basketball. We right? went for basketball. So what made you pick? What made you pick football?
1: Um, maybe maybe my height, maybe my size. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean. I was yeah. athletic still, uh-huh. but I think. Um, it was the best chance for me to, to, to make it to yeah. where I wanted to get to mm-hmm. was football.
0: I think it's also interesting. Something that I also think about is how there's just so there's so fewer players on a basketball team. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely. much harder to like. Get, it's much harder yeah. to, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, make that happen for yourself because mm-hmm. like football, has got like 50, 50 to 60 guys on the team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's a very interesting Interesting thing Um, You said you went to uh, San Jose State
1: Yeah before that I went to um, Santa Rosa Junior College So um, Out of high school I wasn't heavily recruited Okay Um, So I had to Basically go out to California To try to make a name For myself Mm -hmm. So I went to Santa Rosa Junior College I played Two years there I ended off I was an All-American Number eight Cornerback in the nation Uh, Had scholarships everywhere You know what I mean It wasn't a school that you can name you. that yeah. I, I didn't have a scholarship to. But the unfortunate thing, which, which kind of was – was my career, the definition of my career, handling adversity. Um, The last game of my junior college career, I tore my ACL. Damn. Um, So, my ACL, LCL, PCL was all gone. So, those same schools that I told you about, they all left, you know what I mean? So, and then mid-major schools um, came to offer me, like San Jose, uh, Fresno State, um, Utah, um, schools like that. So, I had a, a, a quick shift in plans. But um, I wound up going to uh, San Jose State yeah. and I played um, two years there yeah, as well. Yeah, real
0: quick, I just want to kind of touch on the injury part. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you? Like To experience that, man. what was that like for you?
1: Um, it was tough, Mac, because I'm telling you, I was I was up here. I like, bet. I, was, <laughs> I bet you probably was man, walking on air. Man. <laughs> you know it was I'm the saying? best feeling, yeah. uh, having schools come to you. Um, every day, saying, man, how telling you how great of a player you are and how bad they want you. Mm-hmm. But you realize, I mean, everybody got motives, you know what I mean? And when I got injured, all of those schools that was telling me how good of a player was, how they want me a part of their mm-hmm. family, yeah. those are the
0: same schools. They who, always saying, family, family, right, family. Right, who
1: didn't reach yeah. back out. I call them, they didn't answer the phone. So um, that injury really put things in perspective for me early, and I knew it was a business. Um, at at 18 years old, mm-hmm. I knew like alright I can't really um, hold everybody to the words they're telling me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I found that out early.
0: Yeah, and to like not take it personal, I guess. Yeah. I mean it, it. It's something that's definitely easier said than done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like you said, it is what I've learned in doing business myself is literally that you know what I'm saying? People. We're inherently looking out for what's best for us. And right. then if we can help people in the process, right. then it's a win-win. Exactly. But at the end of the day, when the other person on the other side of the table is looking out for them, they have to look out for themselves. Yep. You can't necessarily take it. You can take it personally, but like you're not going to get as far if you live that way.
1: Right. Always taking
0: everything personally.
1: Right. But when you speak about taking something personal, um, I look at it as as extra motivation, mm-hmm. extra drive. You know what I mean? I believe so, that. I took it personal, you know what I mean? Mm Because I knew that I was the best player on the field. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? I knew the work that I put in to get to um, where I was at that Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. in my career. That's a fact. And all of it was taken away. So, me personally, I took it personal. Mm -hmm. So... And that, yep, exactly. yeah. and that helped me. You um, fuel type shit? Yup, exactly. And that helped me get better. That helped me overcome my injury. Because a lot of times, I mean, if people tear their whole knee, man, I mean, nothing was there. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. ACL, LCL, yeah. PCL. Yeah. I could have been like, ma, I'm coming home. But I used that as, as fuel, um, as motivation, yeah. as drive. Um, I was hungry to get back on the field. Yeah. And san jose they took a chance on me Mm -hmm. i still went division one i still had opportunities to play on espn to play against top um caliber players Mm so um i i really did use that as motivation what what was it like um sorry to cut you off uh
0: what was what was it like having san jose state offer you like um did you did you feel did when when they came i guess mm-hmm. did you feel like oh i got to take this opportunity because it's the only opportunity i have you know what i mean
1: um so when san jose uh coach keith burns mm-hmm. um that was the coach who recruited me who offered me um he currently i think he's the coach for the raiders right now he he might not be there anymore but he was a guy who when I was in bed, still in the hospital, he came. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? So yeah. he was like, man, I'm here for you. Um, a week later, Fresno State offered me. So I went down to Fresno State on an official visit. So Keith Burns like, yeah, take your time. I mean, there's no rush. But while you on this visit, I'm going to go fly home to Baltimore to go see your mom. So Keith, Coach Keith Burns, he, he got on a plane. Mind you, it was um, a snowstorm. So he got on a plane, he went to go see my mom in a snowstorm, met with my family. Um, so I'm like, damn, man, this guy really, really cares. Mm-hmm. So after I got off the trip from Fresno uh, from Fresno State, he came to my house in Santa Rosa and he asked me basically like, how was the trip? And, and I'm like, man, coach, I wanna commit. So I literally, uh, came from a visit from Fresno, and went to go see Coach Burns, and I just saw the passion he had. Not even
0: going to San Jose State. You, I, didn't, you didn't go
1: there to visit. Well, I went there after I committed. Oh, oh, yeah. You know yeah, what, yeah. I so I what I mean? I made a yeah. commitment, then I went yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to my official visit. Yeah, yeah. But I just seen the commitment he had for me. He went out to Baltimore in the snow when you weren't meet, even there to go meet <laughs> yeah, my mom. I'm like, man, yeah. that's special. So, yeah. I. I made that commitment to him too, Mm -hmm. and I I wouldn't take it back, I mean.
0: What was your time at San Jose State like, um, both on and off the field?
1: Man, it was was a blast. I mean, San Jose State is right in the um, city, so as soon as you walk, I mean, it's right downtown, so Mm -hmm. as soon as you walk off campus, you're in downtown San Jose, so. And it's one of the most diverse schools in the country. So, I mean, I got to experience a lot. I got to um, experience different cultures. I learned a lot about different people. I met some of my closest friends still to today. And, I mean, it was, it was fun. Mm-hmm. And one of my good friends, uh, Gustavo Manzanares, who is um, currently uh, athletic director at San Ignatius um, Preparatory in San Francisco, I got a chance to live with him, meet him and a family, and t- still to this day, that's my brother. Yeah. So... I met good people and currently who still impact my life in a positive way yeah. still to today.
0: I think college is that place that happens it was where that happens because yeah. dog literally my college friends I don't see them that uh-huh. often but like they're literally to this day like my brothers you know what I'm saying yeah. like still you know what I'm saying And even the girls that I met there like still like I'm very close with everybody that I not everybody but like a lot of a lot of the people that are very important in my life today yeah. are people that I met in college yeah. you know what I mean yeah, I agree. so that's very interesting um,
1: and, and back yeah. to, to San Jose I'm gonna just uh, piggyback off that so we spoke about Santa Rosa mm-hmm. how the last game um, when being so high I got injured. Mm-hmm. At San Jose at San Jose State, same thing happened. No way. My senior year, fifth game of the season against Colorado State. Um, I tore my Achilles no. in the game. Um and at that time, Mac, when I tell you, NFL teams was coming every week to see Brandon Driver. Yeah. So I was back on that high. Yeah, game, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And adversity struck again. Uh, my senior year, that time where I'm almost transitioning to uh-huh, the next uh-huh. stage of my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got injured again, so I was back to square one. Like, man, this happened again. Yeah. Another crucial injury at a crucial time in my mm-hmm. life when I felt so good about my position, moving in and, and advancing and developing, where I had to almost start all over. So, um, did it
0: make? The, I'm, I'm, sh- I don't know. I'm just gonna ask this question, but like, was the second time? Uh, what was that like? Was it easier to deal with because you went with you went through it before? Was um, it just like, like you said, kind of just like, damn, like this shit happened again? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what was it like for you?
1: Um, I think that was that was tough, Mac. It, it was it was really tough for me. I that was a time where I thought I was like, all right, mom, I'm coming home. Yeah, man. you know what I mean. I made that call. I said, mom, uh, it happened again. Cause well, actually. My mom, she she called or my cousin Marcus, um, because they looked in a stat line or something and they didn't see like like me finishing the game. Oh, so okay. I don't think that game was on T V. But okay. my cousin, he actually called me like I know something happened because I didn't see like you finished the game. And I'm like, Yep, I told my Achilles, but um my Achilles was bothering me for two weeks before I toured. So no, really. when I actually toured, I already knew. You know, you know how damn. some people say, yeah. when they tear their Achilles, they look back like, did you kick me or something? Yeah. I already knew. Yeah. Like I heard it pop, my athletic director, who was on the sideline, he was like, man, sound like a gunshot. Damn. Um. So I, I knew what it was already. I nobody didn't have to tell me. I told my Achilles, I'm like, yeah, it's done. Mm-hmm. So I'm in a bad crying. Like it, it was it was tough, man. Yeah. It was it was very tough. And
0: what that's was, a tough
1: injury to overcome. Yeah. Because you you almost had to rely on everybody to take care of you because your heel is like almost up in a splint for months. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't step on it. I had to get help getting in the shower, taking baths. I lived on the third floor. That's where my apartment was. So it's hot in San Jose. So mm-hmm. by the time I'm on crutches, we didn't have elevators. So mm-hmm. I'm going down the stairs in crutches from the third floor. So by the time I get down, I'm in a full fledged sweat. Yeah. And I still gotta travel all the way on the other side of campus for yeah. class. Yeah. So by the time I get down down to the bottom of the step, I'm sweating. I'm like, man, I'm just turning around and going going yeah. back upstairs and yeah. going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. So it it was it was definitely tough, Mac. Like. That was really a eye opener for me. Um, and it almost helped me grow grew up again. Like I had to find what I really wanted to do in life. Am I gonna really pursue this again? Am I really gonna take this time to rehab? Um, Cause I wasn't going to the combine anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. once again, yeah. those opportunities got taken away from me at that time in my life. So. Um, but like I said, one of my good friends, um, Goose, he, he said, uh, bro, come, come live with me in San Francisco. So he was literally my trainer for two years to get me back, um, in which he did a, a a damn good job Mm -hmm. because I got opportunities after that with the Ravens, the 49ers, had private workouts with, um, Cleveland Browns, uh, um. Went up to um, Canada, played for Montreal Alouettes, played arena ball for San Francisco Sabre... I mean, San Jose Sabrecats. So I had opportunities, but it wasn't the same. It's like damaged goods, you know what I mean? And I wasn't all the way uh, healthy. So, yeah, in a nutshell, man, I I had to really grow up fast and really try to find who I was... um, other than Brandon Driver, the athlete.
0: Yeah, I was just about to ask that. Like throughout your high school and college career, did you ever consider what you would do if you didn't play football? Is that something that you thought about? No. No?
1: No. I was so, I was Brandon Driver.
0: The football player. The football player. Like, <laughs> the football know, the player. The player, football player. I mean, yeah. nothing else mattered.
1: And I thought I had years to play. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I had to find a new avenue at 25, 26 years old, mm-hmm. in which I really wasn't ready to to do that. I mean, I didn't know either. Yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know how I was going to do it. My identity was athlete, athlete, athlete. I wasn't ready to coach. I was, I mean, I just wanted to play mm-hmm. at the end of the day. I just wanted to play. So, so how
0: did you think about uh, when you were forced to start thinking about um, that? How did you think about like that? How did um, you say you try out new hobbies and be like, what's different You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you think about it that? It
1: took me a while, like I was living um, on Juan's couch for two years, mm-hmm. um, not working, just working out. Like it's not over. It's not mm-hmm. over. Oh yeah, facts. you know what I mean. And um, like I said, I had one more opportunity um, to work out with the Ravens, and I had a private workout with them. I did well. They told me they was gonna bring me back. Um, so I just went home, waiting for the call, and the call never happened. So I'm like, man, that really hurt me. One, is my hometown team. Two, I had a good workout. Three, they told me they was going to call me mm-hmm, back. Mm-hmm. So another time where you kind of invest um, or you kind of trust somebody in their words, again, don't come through, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. So um, I was at a point where I'm like, man, why do these people keep selling me false dreams? Or why do these people keep telling me they're going to do something yeah. and don't do it? Yeah. So, um, like I said, it took me two years to really um, find out what I wanted to do in life. And which I ran into. It's funny. I um, One had a basketball camp in which one of the counselors was uh, the high school head varsity coach at Kennedy. Um, oh, really? Diallo Nelson. Okay. So he saw me in the gym like, man, I know you from somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, you know me? He was like, yeah. He, he was like, that's it, Blake 0-5. Because my basketball team, I was a starting point guard. We went to the national championship game. Mm-hmm. We lost to Walbrook, which is a team in Baltimore. Well, you we played lost, for Blake? Uh-huh, 0-5
0: blake in silver spring In silver spring I no went, way yeah
1: i went to blake one when he got drafted he brought me and my cousin out there to live with them. oh wow so i transferred my junior
0: year oh, okay this whole time blake. i'm thinking you just like were in baltimore no 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 no, no. Yeah, yeah. i moved out here my junior okay. year yeah and
1: went to blake high school oh five year we yeah. went to um the state championship game yeah and that's where he knew me from um my face kind of um he saw me and was like, man, I know you, Blake O Five. I said, yeah. He was like, what, what you doing right now? I'm like, just trying to figure it out. So I told him, he said, man, I need you to coach with me, basically. So I'm like, coach? I'm like, am I ready to give it up? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all right, I gave him my number. So we was in contact, and he was like, what you want to do? So he almost paved the way for me to kind of figure out that I wanted to be a part of the school system Mm -hmm. because he kept asking me week after week. And I said, you know what, coach, I want to coach. I want to help you coach and I want to find a way to get into the school building. So he kind of helped me with that process with getting me in Kennedy. Um, So I thank him for really um, helping me find my next avenue, yeah. you know what Gave I mean? You like
0: a frame of mind. Exactly. To think about how exactly. To think about things. Yeah.
1: And I mean, that's what currently I'm doing right yeah. now. I'm in a school building. I'm a varsity oh. football coach, yeah. and I help. I still help him out. I'm yeah. assistant that's basketball very, coach as
0: well. Yeah, that's very interesting about what you said about him asking you if you want to coach and yeah. being like, "Damn, do I want to give it up? Yeah. Do you feel like you have to give up playing to coach, um, or to like help out on a team? You really don't have to, yeah.
1: but." Um,
0: the time invested.
1: Time invested, yeah. and kids, um, youth. If you do it the right way, they take a lot of time. Yeah.
0: The reason I asked that is because literally, Serge said the same thing. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying? Yeah, because you know, real. you know, Serge was just like up until recently was still trying still to make still trying to, to NFL. do it. And so, I bought Serge in, yeah. in a time where he's like, I, he's like, I don't, I don't see myself being a coach. Yeah. You know, what I'm, saying? Yeah. He's like,
1: I'm a player. I call, I call Serge like, man, I got the head coaching job, man. Come on over. Mm-hmm. Like, I need you. Mm-hmm. And he was in a time where he had workouts mm-hmm. and he was trying to figure out what he's going to do as far as being an athlete. Yeah. And when he put his time in coach into coaching, like, you know, Serge, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a guy that's going to give it all. You know I mean? He's not yeah. going to have. And he really loves football. He too. really loves yeah, football. And. The job that he's doing, man, I don't know if he could do any other job because he really puts the time, the effort, the commitment in coaching, mm-hmm. and in which he's my offensive he defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of time in himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, coming up with a, a, a job, a task, mm-hmm. assignments, terminology for um, eleven guys, yeah, making like sure they're the on the unit. same page. That's um, a fact. So. That's that's how I kinda found my next calling.
0: I want to talk about actually. I kind of want to talk about like the documentary yeah. real quick. Yeah. Um, first of all, like just overall, what, what are your thoughts on how uh, doing that project has uh, affected the school, the team, the kid, whatever? Like, what are your thoughts on the effects of the documentary?
1: I mean, we try. We're a young group, and mm-hmm. we try to create our own lane. We try to make this as um as um exciting as possible mm-hmm. for everybody mm-hmm. you know what i mean so the documentary is almost building a culture you know what i mean like everybody's excited when they see themselves mm-hmm. everybody when That's you fair. leave kennedy you always can look back and say look That's this fair. a part of i was a part of this um old 08 team old 09 team so the documentary is almost putting a different Kind of twist to to high school sports right mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. and it's funny because like if I'm in PG County or if I'm in Gatesburg, I always run into somebody who saw the documentary. Yeah. Like, hey, you the coach for Kennedy? That's crazy. So it's almost giving everybody exposure. Mm-hmm. Our kids, our our staff like is bringing a different dynamic to 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 a John F Kennedy High School.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. dope. That's dope. Um. So more specifically, like with coaching the team and everything like that, um, what are some of the things that you're trying to implement? Um, you are a young dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're not not just like by age, but also just by experience in this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, what are some of the things you're trying to implement that may be different from what they're used to or what uh, was there before? If anything,
1: Um, um, building a brotherhood. I mean, that's that's what it's all about, Mm -hmm. like building that chemistry, learning how to play together, learning how to bond on and off the field, Um, being able to reach out to me and my other uh, coaches as that mentor figure. If you got to talk about something, if um, just having each other like that's important, that's important, being able to turn to somebody for advice being able to just talk to somebody. I mean, all of that stuff is essential to growth. I mean, mm-hmm. you can learn from the next man. Mm-hmm. So we always um, harp on commitment, being able to take take care of one another, being able to hold each other accountable, being able to be one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think these guys is really grasping – what we um, are preaching. Yeah. And like like you you turn around and they got a a group chat full of 20 guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that that's that's fun to see that that type of um change yeah come to your program where you're seeing everybody um, just being one unit. Yeah. yeah. I
0: think the real thing about a brotherhood like you said, the holding everybody accountable cuz it's the good and the bad, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's yeah. the uh like, dog, you made a mistake. I still fuck with you, but, that, like, you made it. a mistake. So, yep. like, let's get better type yep. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that's important. Uh, And that, that actually speaks to the staff. I want you to kind of speak on, I feel like you were very strategic with the staff that you put uh-huh. together. Can you kind of go through uh, everybody and, like, how and why they're part of your staff?
1: Um, The biggest thing is we all relate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We were all next-level athletes. We were all um, scholarship athletes. Yeah. Um. We all can, outside of football, we can just hang out um, around a a round table, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And do whatever, go out. So I think that's important too. Like when you put your staff together, it shouldn't be all football, 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 football. Mm -hmm. It should be, hey bro, what's what's good? What you doing today? Or let's hang out or let's let's just chill. You get what I'm saying? So me picking my staff, I pick guys who I can personally relate to. Um, and guys who can relate to the players as well, in which you, you look at everybody on my staff, um, Serge, Theo, Rick, myself, um, we all relate to these kids. Mm-hmm. We all know what these kids are going through. We all been through it, and we're still at an age where they can come to us and won't be scared to talk to us mm-hmm. and share what's really going on because a lot of times with our youth youth today, they hold emotions in. They hold everything in, and then the one time you see them explode, you like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah. But if and they you got have, a whole like laundry list, ex- ex- exactly. <laughs> like, but if you have that 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 type of commitment with your players, where consistently they telling you, "Hey, coach, man, um, I didn't eat this morning." Hey, coach, I, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. Then you stop them from getting overwhelmed and causing a big, like, explosion at yeah. one point. So, I mean, me and my staff, we we do a good job with just checking in with our players and making sure is everything okay yeah. um, and letting them know, like, we always here for them. You can always talk to us. Our lines of communication is always open. Um, even if you don't want to talk about football, like... Um, they helped me move last year. So they all came to the house, I ordered them pizza. Mm -hmm. And I don't think in that process of moving, we talked about football once Mm -hmm. and they was with me the whole day. So I think that's important where you can kind of relate to your players other than football. Cause every time you talk to somebody, it don't have to be about the game of football. It can be about life. It can be about what you can do to be a better man or, it can be about job opportunities. I mean, it's just so much out here that us as coaches can help kids um, figure out or or we can just be a part of their life other than football.
0: Yeah, I think about that in business too. Like um, when you work with people, you can't. Like that's why we have these negative thoughts of, uh, or just as a society, people uh-huh. have like negative thoughts associated with their coworkers or whatever because you see them only in the environment that you, if you don't like your job, that you don't want to be in. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So like that you associate them with that yeah. like bad mood or bad feeling. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um. So you have to kind of, and what's interesting is like in in uh tr- in trying and running my folks business and like also trying to learn about being a better you know leader, boss or whatever. Uh-huh you really learn that you have to connect with people outside of the thing that, that you're trying to get exactly, them to perform in. You. Exactly. Like, if they don't trust, like that's how that trust is built. And if they don't trust you, then they don't, they won't, you won't get the best or you could always get better out of them. But, if they have. But that trust also
1: it helps you learn what type of player or person to, they how are. How to deal with them. You get what yeah, I'm saying? You fact. start to understand personalities. Yeah. You start to understand how this person maneuver on yeah. a daily basis. So... It's just a whole learning. The next person, once when you don't keep it just work related, yeah,
0: yeah, because we're whole people. Like and, we got all kinds of things exactly. going on. So we gotta, we gotta know the best way to to, to communicate with each individual. Yep. you know what I'm saying? Which yep. is learned through various activities. Various you know what I'm saying? Activities. Like you can, because you get seeing someone on the football field, they might be that football persona. But then, you know what I'm saying? When you see them outside of that, you have to, you have to be able to merge the two to know how to communicate most and, effectively. And
1: that's very true because as coaches, I mean, if you look at our environment, if you look at, um, what a coach is doing on the field is, is high pitched voice, mm-hmm. yelling, yelling, directing. Yeah. You know if you're in I mean? the stands, you probably think, damn, right. like this but, guy's mean. This but, guy hates that kid. Right. But, <laughs> I mean, that's just a football environment. Yeah, like facts. Hostile, like, let's get it. But, that's not the type of people we are when mm-hmm. we step off the field, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We love we, him, mm-hmm. we're caring individuals. So that's important that people understand two sides of coaching. Everything you see on TV or everything you see on the sideline, that don't portray the type of person that you are mm-hmm. on your on a day. Like I have a son, you know what I mean? I go home, I love him, I hug him, I kiss him. You know what I mean? So I'm a loving individual as well. Yeah. I, and I can also flip the switch and be that um that person you need to be on on the field that motivator that yeah. encourager that guy who 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 raises his voice a little bit just not to scare you mm-hmm. but to motivate you mm-hmm. you know what i mean so you can see my voice is a little yeah forced. even now yeah, 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 yeah. right like- <laughs> i was i was going to say how it's crazy so
0: one thing i used to one thing i noticed all right i'm going to start with my pop like something i used to notice about my dad is he would always like call us to have like a talk or something Uh like that and always start off like real, like low talking, just like leading into whatever he's saying. By the time this nigga's like mid conversation, he's like yelling, you know what I'm saying? And I would be, and I would always take it as anger. He's mad. I, it wasn't until I grew up and I started finding myself in the middle of conversations, just like yelling, yeah. that I realized he wasn't mad. He was passionate about what passionate. he was talking about. You know what and, I mean? And, and it would force his voice to raise. He yeah. wasn't. He. Did, I, I think he didn't even notice he was doing it because yeah. I don't even notice I'm doing it until mid-conversation. I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm being loud.
1: You know. What and I'm also, and that's what we preach as, as a staff. Like, don't listen to how I'm saying mm-hmm. it. Listen, listen to, to what, what the words I'm that I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's important that you. You really tell somebody like I'm passionate of what I do. Mm-hmm. Please don't. If I'm yelling or, or I got a high pitched voice, don't take it as I'm scolding you. Take yeah. it as I'm teaching you. Yeah. Listen to what I'm saying and apply it.
0: Yeah. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, and that, that's so, that's what. Yeah, I always try to stress to people like I'm not yelling because I'm mad. It's because I care about what I'm talking right, about. That's right. all. You know what I mean? Because yeah. when I don't care, I usually am mute. I don't have anything to say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of want to look into this season coming up a uh-huh. little bit um what are you thinking about as far as you know what you guys are capable of doing what you're trying to implement going into this year uh, we talked about you know what i'm saying what you brought to the table or what you tried to you know what i'm saying make happen uh-huh. when you first got here now you got your first season under your belt um a lot of learning happened yeah. you know what i mean yeah. what's what are you looking forward to towards uh next season
1: um it's funny you ask, Mac, because I always tell um, the staff like baby steps, still,
0: still, like
1: you know what I mean. Let's, let's, really,
0: it's only year two, right? You let's, know what like,
1: let's not let's not look for let's not look for week one when we still in the preseason. Mm-hmm. You still in off season. Mm-hmm. Let's get these guys better day by day, and then when August fourteenth come, when season come around, now we can we can start looking to how we're going to prepare for week one. But right now, we just trying to um, better these kids' IQs, make them better football player, help them learn the game. Um, because we got guys from JV coming up now. We got the seniors gone. So everybody's transitioning. Everybody have new roles, whether it's position change, whether it's now you're a captain, whether it's now you're more of a vocal leader than taking a back seat. So we're, we're just trying to – Put guys in the right roles so they can be successful right Mm -hmm. now, and I think that's still um, we still learning our players. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we just we really just met them last May, and you think you know somebody after a year? (laughs) No, because these kids can learn more about exactly these and these kids. They're starting to grow too. Like Mm -hmm. it's a big difference from a freshman that's transitioning to to be a sophomore. That's a fact. Like, it's a big difference from that sophomore who became a junior. That's a fact. Like, maybe he grew three inches. Maybe he put on a little bit of weight. I mean, maybe he got a little faster. Like, these kids is growing at a rapid pace. Mm -hmm. So, what we're doing, we're trying to really put guys in the best possible position to be successful. Mm -hmm. And that – took some moving around that different guys are going to be playing different positions. Okay. I mean, and we lost some guys due to, to grades as well. Mm-hmm. So we, we feel in voids too. Yeah. And we feel in holes in our roster, but I mean, we, we making do. Yeah.
0: No, that's very interesting. Um, This is, you know, it's very interesting, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, The fact that, so we did in, in the course of doing the documentary, you know, um I remember asking you like what you're looking forward to towards the season, uh-huh. right, and not even just you, but like all the coaches when we were doing the interviews and everything, and everybody was talking about performance and records and stuff like that, yeah, this time I ask you you're talking more about uh like character like character yeah. you know what I'm saying like more like it has nothing to do with performance, it has everything to do with other things like people and uh, connection and development that's very interesting and
1: and that goes to show you the growth of a coach as well you know what i mean i was was first year i really didn't have anybody to kind of um um show me the ropes it was almost like a test trial Mm -hmm. i dove right in and and we made do i mean Mm -hmm. um but as a coach you see yourself Growing, You see your staff growing. You see the, the necessary changes. You see mindset changes. Like, if you ask me about winning, I'm going to tell you I want to win, but I'm not talking about wins and losses right now. I'm talking about taking small steps on a daily basis to continue to grow as a team, mm-hmm. as I continue to grow as a staff. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm on a different type of winning right now. And when it when that time comes, Friday night at six thirty, after all these wins that we had in the preseason off season, it's gonna add up to a win and a win column. Mm-hmm, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'm on a different type of level of winning right now. Yeah, because I a
0: hundred percent agree with that. I feel like winning, as far as in the on like the stat sheet, yeah, like wins versus losses in a game is a byproduct of all of the right things every day. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like yep. seven days a week exactly. and then it all accumulates to Friday night Exactly, and you know what I'm saying? Maybe you win or you lose. Yep. But really, you know what I'm saying? Winning and losing, that's just the result. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You see what happens on the field in four quarters you see what happens you know yep. what I'm saying and yep. then you know what I'm saying if everything clicks and everything goes the right way you might get the W uh-huh. you know what I mean yep. but it's a it's it's completely a byproduct of everything that happens before Definitely. y'all step on the field yep. you know what I'm saying yep. so that's very interesting what would you say your superpower is if uh, you had like a superpower what would you like something that you do better than anybody else you know what would you um,
1: say that is superpower golly Matt, <laughs> got me thinking now um
0: Oh, yeah, you're going to think on
1: here. Maybe. maybe, um, Like not being genuine, not putting me first. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? I do. Like like making sure you're good because if you're good, I'm good. So I think my being genuine is like a real superpower that, that I kind of hold on tight to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's nothing like a genuine person. Yeah, you, It's nothing yeah, like somebody I, I, I who cares. Like, yeah, I feel So that. my mom always preached about being genuine. So I take that and I take pride with it. And yeah. everything I do is about, are you good? If you good, I'm good. Yeah, you know yo, yo, mean? it's
0: so funny that you say that because I believe that, dog. Yeah. I feel like... I've And I didn't always Not Maybe I'm not gonna say I didn't always believe it But Uh I didn't always Operate in this way Right But I Over the past Few years I feel like I've been able to Get what I need Uh By helping people get What they want or need Right You know Right Um, I I mean just for example The whole sporty life thing Like I've I felt like I was doing that For Surgeon Theo Because they wanted to Do it You know what I'm saying And And I didn't want anything out of it other than to, I wanted to produce a TV show. You know what I'm saying? So it was like win-win for everybody. Like, it's crazy because, like, people will look at it and be like, oh, like, it, 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 you're doing so much work for it. I'm like, this is what I want to do though. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's very, I feel, Very much what you're saying in the sense of, like, you can get what you need out of doing things for people. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And it's not even just that. I feel like every time I make a video, it's rarely for me. Like, I'm rarely the face of my content. You know what I'm saying? Everything that I'm doing, everybody else is the face of. But I get my, like, fix out of making it for them. You know what I mean? So, I think that's very interesting.
1: Yeah. And, I mean just to go back like your slogan good in any hood man yeah. if if you genuine if you a genuine person with high character you'll be good, good in anywhere any hood. people will you fuck with you anywhere, anywhere dog like, you know what i'm saying and it goes a long way man and like down the line, you might need a contact. Back, you might bro. you might need to reach back out to somebody yeah. that you cross path with. And the first thing they should say when they see your number, like man,
0: what, what's the history I yeah. know of this guy? Exactly. You know what I'm saying good guy or bad guy. Exactly. Well, are literally
1: two categories, right? You know what I'm saying? Or it's, how can I help you, man? Like you help me. Yeah, you want to like, repay that? Yep. So. I think
0: as human beings, we want to repay. It's really, it's man. We're really uh, community driven beings. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So we we want to belong to something or we want to feel like we belong to something. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So that's through we need we connect through emotion and like doing things for people. You know right. what I'm saying? How does this person make me feel? Um and I want to reciprocate that feeling towards them. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's through favors, that's through nice gestures or whatever it is. Or it's through, you know, the negative side of it too. Like this person I, I feel bad about myself. I want to make other people feel bad. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think that's very um. Very interesting. Next question I want to ask you is if you look back on the course of your life and you kind of named a couple, but I, I just want to ask this question and see what your answer is. When you look back on the course of your life, what would you say is the biggest perceived L or like the biggest loss you had to take mm-hmm. or that you went through that ended up actually, when you look back, ended up being a blessing for like it maybe paved the way to where you are now or something?
1: Um, I mean, we talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, getting injured. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I was on the road to going to the NFL. Like, I still have um Atlanta Falcons, Chicago Bears numbers yeah. in my phone mm-hmm. saying like, you on our draft board. Are yeah. you ready? And that time when I had to tell him, no, I'm still not ready. Thinking back, if I didn't get injured, Mac, who knows? I wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Who knows? I might be still be chasing a dream. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like I still I I'm thirty-one years old. I still might be on my cousin's couch, just confused, yeah. not having an identity. Understanding that or or just having that same perspective that I'm Brandon Driver, the athlete, and that's it. So, um, yeah, getting injured and, and really having to to find my identity, my real identity, was probably the biggest blessing.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I I can feel that. I can feel that. Um, And what's interesting, too, though, just to kind of touch on this a little bit, I think a lot of our growth as people comes in times when we are, like, at our worst moments, you know what I'm saying, whether it's, being down, like in a depression, whether it's, uh, I taught, I had a homie who came on here who, uh, he was hospitalized for a while and that was his alone time. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I had another homie who came on here who was in jail and that was his alone time because like his, he thought the people that he thought cared about him, never came to visit, yeah. you know what I'm saying? and But that's when he found his growth. So like now he's on the path to same type of stuff I do. He makes content and stuff like that. He gets He's a mm-hmm. videographer and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I think a lot of our uh, development is people, our biggest development, you know what I'm saying? Comes in a time where we're at our kind of like lowest point.
1: Yeah, man, I mean, taking losses, losing So it builds yeah. character. Yeah. It I, definitely builds character. You know
0: what's interesting? Because I, I believe that people who have more adversities and start off with less, Uh that's literally your advantage. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's literally, like people look at people who, like kids, Uh people look at kids who are of wealthy families and have a lot of money, have good childhoods, and think that they're winning. I'm like, yeah, but the dog, all of the tools that you have to learn when you don't have as a youngin yep. will be the tools that will make you succeed when you're an adult. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So if you don't, if you if you live a, a an existence where as a kid you can get anything that you want, that will end up being your detriment, dog. Cause Definitely. you're gonna think that that's how the world works. Yep. Yep. And when you realize it's not, mm-hmm. you're not gonna know what to do. Yep. You know what I'm saying? When you learn that from young, you know what I'm saying? I feel like one of my biggest things was that I had to like all my all my best friends were like the surges mm-hmm. and the like the people who were really great athletes. I yeah. never felt like a great athlete, so I had to work way harder just to be on the same team with these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for real. And that I translate yep. that to now where I have to work way hard just to get the job that I'm looking for. I'm just used. To, I'm just used to working. Hard. No, for real. You know like, but, but those
1: those same people who who get everything handed to them, those are the ones that struggle to adapt. One hundred percent environments and different when no one
0: knows who you are hey, or like bro, no one I'm cares you. what you did
1: when you were a kid I'm you know telling I'm you but if you had to work I promise you you can go anywhere and survive yeah that's a fact. make it work
0: that's a fact that's a fact it's inherent it's in bro. you you know what I'm saying yep. um another question I want to ask is okay if you do you like out of these three what do you do most uh read books watch movies watch television what's what do you think is your favorite thing
1: out of um those? Man, I because this leads have, to another question. Yeah, no, no, I, I really don't have a lot of time to watch TV. Okay. I find myself reading okay. not because I want to, because you just kind of have and, to. I'm Are you a just counselor? Doing, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, a yeah. Lot of, I'm, I'm leading. Okay. I mean, I'm on the road to be a counselor yeah. one more year. So, as far as being a counselor, there's a lot of research you have yeah, to yeah. do. A lot of research, a lot of reading, a lot of writing. Yeah. So I find myself really doing a lot of. Uh, reading a a lot of journal articles. Okay,
0: so the question that that leads to is, if you could think about a character, and that could be in a book, in a TV show, in a movie, or Mm -hmm. whatever, any kind of character, um, and it can be a historical figure as well, like, who resonates with you most, or who do you think you relate to the most as far as, like, a character goes? Mm. Take your Uh, time if you need to.
1: I would say, Wolverine. Wolverine, Wolverine. Okay, <laughs> you know what like I mean. That. Like through all the scratches, mm. through all the the that's bruises, fat. like I find a way to heal. You get what I'm saying? Like I find a way to heal, and and that's really been been me. Yeah, like, I will get knocked down, but I'm gonna get up. Yeah. for sure. It might take a little bit. Yeah, but I'm gonna get up. Bro, that's yeah, so. the best
0: answer I've heard on this yeah. <laughs> you know, like when i've asked that question when I've asked that question because like it's funny because usually people don't know how to well I'm just gonna go on record and say that's the best answer I've heard as far as like thoughtfulness and everything like yeah. that i i i fuck with that yeah. um it's funny because i think i think um something that I love the most is when I can identify uh, especially a fictional character uh-huh. and I can identify like how that character relates to my life you know what i mean and i think that's what like the the magic of movies Uh is you know what i mean but yeah i really like that um who do you think has been the most influential person in your life
1: um my mom yeah my mom hands down uh like i said like she's she's one of the strongest women i know personally like she gets it done and she don't ask Anybody for favors mm-hmm. If she needed, it She gonna go get it mm-hmm. Alright She don't need you To do nothing For very independent And Like Still to today Like I call my mom Every morning To check in Like mom you good She's good Yeah, You know what I mean Cause she's an independent woman And yeah. she, she, she's strong That's yeah. super dope yeah.
0: That's super dope Shout out to moms man Yeah sure. um, So my last question for you Or second to last question Is if you had A billboard uh-huh. That you could put a message on um, you know, a short and sweet message that you want that you would like everybody to see, mm-hmm. what would what would be on that billboard?
1: Um be the best you. I say that because a lot of times people live to please others mm-hmm. and you really don't focus on what you need to do to be happy. Mm-hmm. So as long as you focusing on being the best you, winning a day for yourself. I think that's all that matters man because I mean we live in a world um where people pass a lot of judgment mm-hmm. and that affects people often mm-hmm. as far as like their mental wellness like people go out here and, and somebody say something about your nose or your your skin complexion mm-hmm. and you out here trying to get Change plastic it. surgery yeah, or, up. or bleach your skin. Man, just up. So be the best you. Yeah. yeah, I think
0: that's so important, man. Um, it goes down to self-awareness. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, knowing that you have good things about you yep. and everybody has bad things about you. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So like, don't think that your bad things are worse than another person's and, bad things just like, recognize what your strengths and your weaknesses exactly. are recognize what people like about you what they don't like about you but also be comfortable like just understand that that's what you are yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. everybody's got something valuable that they can contribute exactly. so find out where you can make the most valuable contributions and focus on those areas self-worth though. man you know self-worth. What I'm saying? yeah i think that's so important yeah. man because i mean I'm, i live it You know what I'm saying? Like there's things that I used to be super, super self-conscious about. And now at this point in my life, I realize that those things don't even Yeah, Like those things literally don't have anything to do with my business acumen, my like talent as a creative. You know what I'm saying? It has nothing to do with, you know what I'm saying? Like I used to get made fun fun of for having a long head. You know what I'm saying? saying? (laughs) That has nothing to do with like how much, earning potential I can have you yeah. know what I'm saying so yeah. like that's very I think that's very important man like everybody's got their flaws everybody's got their strengths like focus on you know what I'm saying what's important um yeah so my last thing is what's the what's your like final message to folks what's uh whatever you want to leave the people with what go ahead and do that
1: um no excuses no regrets yeah um I feel like a lot of times in this world, we find an excuse or, right. or we hold back from doing something and then years down the line, you'd look back like, man, I should have done this. Um, if you see something, believe you can accomplish it. Go out, jump out, jump out there. Just, just try, I mean, try new things, you know what I mean? And I promise at the end of the day, even if you fail, now you can say at and least i tried.
0: tried it bro that's so I tried. important so my that matters
1: big, yeah my biggest thing is man no excuses and no regrets as long as people live by that motto i think everybody will be happy
0: yeah 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 man yeah man i really appreciate you for coming through doing this i appreciate um, you man definitely get got a, a chance to like get to know you better yeah. which is cool yeah. um let people know where they can keep up with you if they want to where they can find you like on the internet and socials everything like that
1: um b drive is my instagram uh if you want to find me, I'm always at Kennedy. From, yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> from seven to yeah. eight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, that KDY series KDY, too. Baby. You know what I'm saying? You can yep. see him
0: on, on the Tizzle. Yes, sir. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, sir. But uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you for coming through. It's with all me. good. Appreciate yeah. you. What's good, folks? This is Mech again. Uh Before we go, I just want to thank you again for listening to um, this episode of This A Podcast. If you enjoyed it, Please let me know. Hit me up on any of the social media channels at itsnation.com. That's at itsnation.com, D-O-T-C-O-M spelled out. Hit me up there. Let me know how you felt about this. If anything in this episode resonated with you, definitely save it. Listen to it again. Um, I do that with podcasts all the time. Share this. You know what I'm saying? Let your Let your homies know about it. Again, check out everything that we got on itsnation.com. And we really got a talented team putting dope content together on there. And again, if you are interested in getting your podcast off the ground or uh, chopping it up about podcast ideas, you know what I'm saying? You want your voice to be heard, anything like that. Hit me up. Uh, This uh, podcast at gmail.com that's this a podcast at gmail.com and we can definitely rap about it uh but again man thanks i appreciate you guys for fucking with the brand